0: Welcome back to the Hardline. Enter at your own risk.
1: Along with former Blue Cam Jansen, former Mizzou receiver T.J. Moe, Henny Yates, and Matt Whitener. I'm Eric Messersmith here on the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. And joining us now on the Ryan Kelly phone line is the Cardinal reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and a baseball insider here on 590, Derek Gould from Miami. How are things down in South Beach, Derek? I imagine you're going to spend a little time out on the beach, hit up some of the clubs on South Beach, right?
2: Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but I am at Lambert. Oh. Ew. Man. Which is not South. Even no. It's like the South Terminal.
1: Dude, are you going to make it?
2: Dude, am I going to – Rick Hummel's there. We're oh, good.
1: okay. All right. We're all covered. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, I
2: don't think I would make it. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, I don't think you're going to – I thought maybe you had a delay or, or something, I'm a massive confused. delay. Eric is no, worried I, about there. No, 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 I, I, I thought Derek trip. was in Miami, and he's telling me he's coming – you're coming back from Atlanta. Gotcha.
2: I am. Way off.
1: So the Derek, just as everyone suspected, the Reds are in first place at seventeen and fourteen a month into the season, and the Cubs are right around five hundred. What do you make of the NL Central through the first five weeks of the season? Do you or how surprised are you? First of all, from where we are now, and how likely do you think it is that uh, things continue along this path?
2: Well, I don't think the Reds are a first place team, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, you're not. We're not going to take away their wins; those wins count, and so do does everything that the Reds have learned about themselves and maybe what they can be as a team but uh, but I don't see them as a first place team uh, you know maybe maybe they surprise maybe they're a third place team maybe they can cause a little havoc maybe they can be the burr in the saddle of the other two teams that I thought maybe the Brewers would be that's entirely possible um, I still think the Brewers are going to improve over the course of the season um, I wouldn't put it past the Pirates to deteriorate over the course of the season uh, and the Reds you know, aren't this good but who knows. Um and they have some talent there and they can make the most of it. I still think this is a two team race and when you look at those two teams this uh this first thirty games has really uh identified, highlighted, underscored the Achilles heel of those two teams. Uh you know, the Cubs do not have the pitching to be the Cubs of last year. They're not last year's team. They can Live off the gratitude and the excitement and the success of last year's team for the rest of their lives, but none of that carries over into the standings this year. And they need pitching. They're going to need pitching from somewhere. They they need you know I put in the chat today um, there at STLToday.com. You know they they need a Mike Leak. Um, They they don't have one, and the Cardinals do. And the Cardinals could use uh, you know a more balanced lineup and something to overcome. phrase in their fundamentals or they need to improve their fundamentals so it's almost like which team does that first is going to have an edge and it's whatever team does that better is going to win the division so i i think pitching makes the cubs mortal and that's what the cardinals have to uh have to cling to
1: daryl joining us here on the ryan kelly phone lines is the hard line powered by johnny london chevrolet 590 the fan Let's talk about some of the the guys over the weekend who made an impression. Tommy Pham gets called up, hits three home runs. Do you sense something different about him this season? I know he had the vision issue. Is is that something that that's maybe corrected now? I mean, does it seem like he might be here to stay?
2: Well, I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he gets to determine. I don't think his production alone gets to determine whether he's here to stay. I think he's in a better position to perform I and mean, we you know what he did this past weekend and certainly a carryover from what we've seen in uh you know in the triple A season. Uh so I think when you when you look at that, I mean it, it it helps kind of put it in a larger perspective and not just a weekend, small sample size. So um, there's that, and that ties to his vision, but he's got options, you know, I mean, they can send him down and if the lineup is full up and they don't want to lose a guy, then that's an easy move for them to make. He's got very little leverage when it comes to that. So he has to outperform the options or he has to outperform the guys who don't have options and you know, that that's no guarantee. Um, so I think, uh, I think he fits right now. He's necessary right now. He's helped him win games right now, and that's invaluable. But whether or not he's here for the long term, that that's harder to say based on one weekend.
0: Derek, where do we sit right now with um, Dexter Fowler's health? I know they didn't make the move to um, to necessarily put him on the disabled list, but he was you know out of action throughout the weekend. Where is he sitting at right now? Do you know?
2: We saw him swing the bat yesterday. Um, swing the bat from the right side was a question, and yet he came up and did that. He swung the bat from the right side. Uh, and tagged the ball to center field, he's got to throw. And that was the test today in Miami. Um, if he's going to take the field, he's got to be able to throw and throw without discomfort. Um, otherwise, he's a pinch hitter uh, coming off, or pinch runner coming off the off the bench.
0: Now, and, and obviously the rash of injuries that happened towards the end of last week just put the, put the Cardinals in a position they didn't expect to have to be in. And I think that was really highlighted when you broke news of Max Sierra being brought up for the uh, weekend series. Um that seemed to be a move they were comfortable with after his spring showing. Uh, what do we take away from his early play here?
2: Who was that? Max Sierra. Oh, Max Sierra. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I was trying to – he phased he out there. That's that's on me. Uh, South Beach, you know, guys. I'm not getting any of your stuff. <laughs> uh, the, uh uh I mean, it's, it's one game he did – what he's supposed to do and what he can do. He changed the game defensively. That's a double if Mag Sierra is in center field yesterday, and who knows what happens from there. There was another time in the game where the Braves held up their runner when they could have scored another run, and maybe that game doesn't get to the 14th. So um, Sierra impacted the game defensively, which is something he has the skills to do. Now, that shows up one, two games. It's just worked out that it showed up yesterday for them. Um, But he does have to come to the plate you know, three, four times a game, and that's where he's not yet equipped to be in the majors. Uh, you know, he's got some growth, got some experience, got some uh, adjusting to do there at the plate. Um, he's going to see pitches unlike any he has ever seen in his life, um, almost in every at bat. So, you know that that's the test for him. So, I mean, he can do this now. Um, he can help them now. He he did help them already, but it's like. You know, this is a this is clearly a short-term move as they wait for Fowler to get uh, healthy. So impressive start, impressive arrival. wasn't phased by anything. All those things are good, but uh, but I wouldn't run away with uh, with Sierra being National League Rookie of the Year this year just yet.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: he's he's no no doubt got a little ways to go, Derek. But I am interested. Do you think his showing in sp- in spring has sped up the timetable? For him coming to the major yeah. leagues, I mean, people—I don't think anybody was thinking of him as a as a near term option before this spring. Yeah. And obviously, he's not yeah, going to be in the majors for a long period this year. But do you see him maybe in twenty nineteen, maybe even twenty eighteen on this team?
2: Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's entirely. I mean, twenty nineteen is entirely reasonable, and the roster situation work would work out that way. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. He uh, he took a significant stride this past spring you know, offensively and, and, and confidence-wise and status in the organization. I mean, he's always been a top prospect, always been one of their leading outfield prospects. Um, but I think the fact that so many people know his name now, so many fans know his name, um, that sports radio in St. Louis is talking about him is indicative of where he is on the radar for the team. I, I think those two things are, are uh, correlated. I mean, th- this is, he didn't come out of nowhere, though. I mean, he did win the Organization Player of the Year a couple of years ago, and he's the only teenager ever to do that. And he did it by hitting something like 712 in the Gulf Coast League. (laughs) Um, Not a kid, but it was like 370-something. Now, some of that is because of his speed. He could put the ball in play at the GCL and get a base hit because the the opponents didn't have the fielders capable of keeping up with him, quite literally. In the majors, that's not the case. You know, you saw him drop a bunt yesterday that would have gotten him a hit in AAA, would have gotten him a hit in the Double A, but a below-average catcher in the majors threw him out easily.
1: Derek, what do you think about Johnny Peralta? I know he played three games over the weekend. Is it expected that he'll join the team here this week? And if so, who do you think goes out?
2: Well, would, weren't we just, yeah, I mean, that's his hope. He He's down there in Florida working at the high A, short drive down to the majors. You know, they're looking at him. They'd like to see him get some more action. It's entirely possible that he either joins the team this year or or comes back with them for the Cubs series, and then the person who goes out will depend on Fowler's help.
0: Derek, I want to turn attention to tonight. Carlos Martinez going back to the mound to start the series in Miami. Uh, What did you see different from him the last time out? It seemed like he finally kind of avoided some of those demons of that big inning and uh, got his control together, and it had his most successful outing since the season opener.
2: I think you hit on it there. You know, he had his control because he had his consistent mechanics. He wasn't all over the place with his release point. He wasn't all over the place with the movement on his pitches. He had, uh, he had taken kind of a wild Mustang of a sinker and and put a harness on it. Um, is that the, is that the right description? Maybe put a saddle on it. Something. He was able to take the reins of, of what was an untamed pitch and, uh, and put it together. So I, I think, you know, that came with confidence and you could see that flow through him there um he was not wondering where the next pitch was going to go he was eager to put it where he knew it was going to go
1: the injuries to uh Piscotti and jose martinez what's the what's the rough time frame that that they outlined for those
2: well um Piscotti is you know a couple weeks from his injury and uh martinez is significant you know they they're you know i'm sure uh, rick Hummel will have kind of the details on that because the full diagnosis was supposed to come about today with uh, how significant the, the groin injury is going to be, but we've seen groin injuries take some time. John Gant had a groin injury at the end of spring training and is only just now really coming back and isn't back in, you know, isn't, hasn't rejoined the, the active roster. So you can kind of see the timetable of a groin. It's, it's pretty significant. That's going to be tricky for him to come back quickly if that's a, if that's a severe injury.
1: One more question before I let you go, Derek. Obviously, during the 3-9 and nine start, everybody was concerned. You could hear it even in John Mosellock's voice. It just wasn't good enough, and, and it looked really bad. It wasn't just they were losing. They were getting yeah. crushed, and the fundamentals were bad. Since then, obviously, they've rallied. They're now 16-14. and 14. The offense has come alive. Do you feel like they're in a much better place than they were a few weeks ago?
2: Absolutely, in a much better defensive series against the, the Braves. I mean, they swept the Braves, yes, because the Braves are – uh, a meek team, but they 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 swept the Braves. They won all three games against the Braves and held the Braves back and overcame even the Braves' rally because they were the sharper, better, more fundamentally sound team. They could rely on different facets of the game to win them those games, and that's what's necessary to take a series. I think I think you saw a t- uh, a game come together. Um, yes, against a lesser opponent, but a style of game that once you add Fowler to it can Go up against some of the better teams,
1: Derek. Thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate the knowledge.
2: All right, guys, Sorry have to fun in to Miami. You that I wasn't somewhere exotic, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Derek. You're probably tired of Florida, though. I'm sure you've had enough Florida for the God. next decade.
2: I have residency in Florida. I will soon. I as I saw today at a sign, you know, the Missouri uh, driver's license, Missouri ID, isn't going to do me much good getting through security here next year. Thanks, Jefferson City. <laughs> um, so I, I need to carry some other form of ID. I wonder if I'm eligible for a Florida ID because I live there so much. Probably right <laughs> not.
1: Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Seth. Derek Gould, the Cardinal beat writer for the Post Dispatch and one of our baseball analysts here on 590 The Fan, joining us on
3: the Ryan Kelly phone line. Well, oh, you were 0 for 2 on that one, weren't you, <laughs> Eric? <laughs> and, 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 and he brought up
0: a good point about what Tommy Pham did this weekend. I mean, and just the numbers itself, just Raleigh looking at them is crazy. I mean, you know, six hits and 12 at bats, three home runs, 500 average. I think it's safe to say that's not sustainable. Ooh, baby. But what a way. For him to take advantage of that and to be that guy that was the he was a hard luck last guy off of the roster, yeah. I feel like. But he took advantage
3: of it in Memphis and to come back and to grab that grail. Cam, what's that say about him as Dude, a guy being ready to go? I'll tell you this: I've been on that bubble, man, and you 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 have an unbelievable training camp, and you are just you're looking at the numbers. And I know this; he was probably thinking the same thing. You look at the roster, and you could, you know what I'm talking about here, TJ. Where you're like, "Damn, I have a chance to make this. I'm doing everything I can." But you look at the guys, they already have signed for one-way deals or whatever the case is, and you're like, who the hell am I going to beat out? And it's just tough. And you're like, gosh, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? And you're the last cut, and you get sent down. And everything just gets deflated out of you. You're, in, you're living in highway, You're doing everything. You're, getting, you're, you're, you're making great money. You're living in nice hotels. And then you go to the minors. And the minors compared to the majors, oh, dear God, <laughs> is it different. Oh, my God, is it different. Your travel, your food, money, the way you're treated, everything, everything. Nobody in the stands. I mean, your equipment. <laughs> your equipment. You, you skate on the ice. I play in Albany. You walk out there. Sometimes there's 200 people. Two hundred people. And I gotta go fight some six foot six guy.
4: That's like playing a high school game.
3: You have two hundred cool. people. I gotta fight this guy in front of you, but you're fighting for your teammates at that. You know, you, so, so you, just, at least videotape and put it on YouTube. Just, I always <laughs> did. Thank God. Seasons. Thank <laughs> God. There's YouTube. So you
0: mean to say there's not too many five hour bus rides in the NHL? Oh, oh no. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, right. There's one five hour plane charter plane ride, and we bitch about that.
0: But you know, we talked a lot about this uh, about you know being ready to go and staying and keeping your head in the right place. And for as much as we said about. Jose Martinez and as, as great as he's played through the spring, through this year, terrible time for that injury. But man, Tommy Pham Dude. has done what it's taken in Memphis so that they did not forget about him.
3: Dude, what it- remember when I said when, 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 uh, God, who, who, who was it that just got called, uh, he got traded over to Carolina? Uh, remember I called him Vanilla? Who was a kid? Tyratty? The, the for- yeah, Tyratty. Jesus, my memory's <laughs> god-awful. Remember I said, well, my dad would always <laughs> well, say to back him. back with the Blues yeah, now, so why not? Yeah, 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 okay, whatever. Yeah, I he's know, playing yeah. for the Wolves. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's actually still playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but my dad would always say, hey, when you get called up, and I go, damn it, make something happen, kid. <laughs> You're your vanilla, make something happen. And you know what Tommy Pham did? He got called up, and he made something happen. And you know what? We're talking about him right now. And so is everybody else in this city because he came up, and he did exactly what he had to do. And that is a cool, cool thing to say to see because you, he was a bubble guy, and that is a terrible feeling getting sent down like that. But, boy, he was waiting, he was waiting, he was waiting, and he got called up, and he did what he had to do, and now he's going to be up for a little bit now unless he goes on a, you know, a four- or five-game hiatus where he disappears uh, good for him. He made something happen when he got called, and now we're all talking about him. Poor
4: Jose Martinez. <laughs> yeah, he, who, he can't catch a break, man. I mean, gets what hurt. What happened and, to him? He pulled his it groin was, running at first. Has. Yeah. It was a
0: bad one, too. Yeah. You just there, know. there are two
4: things in sports that, and I don't know if it's the same on skates, Cam, but running. You're growing in your hamstring, and they feel like they never heal again. If you have ever torn your hamstring or pull oh. it, when you run it, never feels the same again. Oh, your groin is the same way.
0: I popped a groin sliding in the second one year. It didn't. It didn't get together. For a calendar year again. Yep, I mean, it was really. the season after next. I was coming oh, around and dude. I was feeling good again. Like
3: Tommy John. There's to still, the on my
4: hamstring, I tore my hamstring, I, I think my junior year. There's still, if you, if you uh, when I used to get massages, you know, every day we'd have, or, oh, yeah. uh, every week you'd have two massages. they go Deep through tissue. and they could feel right where the tear was. Oh, there was yeah. just scar tissue and they couldn't, there's just, you never break it out exactly the same way I never way
3: had that problem. Uh, I, hamstrings, I don't feel like they're a big issue in the NHL. Growing is a different story. People have growing injuries, especially goalies. I'd never. I, I, I'm so tight to where
4: I, you guys I, push different. A lot of guys pull with their hamstrings when they run. You guys are pushing. You gro-
3: know, growing injuries are huge in hockey, no yeah. doubt.
4: Well, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. You don't engage your hamstring the same way. No, like a runner not at would.
3: all. We're see. It's a lot easier on your legs skating than it is being planted like that in football. You know, like as far as like taking a hit on skates. I guess there's a little bit more give sometimes. uh I, I, it
4: seems like you guys get hurt with pucks, and, and football players get hurt you know, running into each other. Or like, falling on each other,
3: or something like that. We yeah. get hurt running into the boards. So you, you guys just,
4: don't get stuck. When you get stuck, you just, your skates fall from underneath you, whatever. When we get stuck, your ACL's gone. Well, yeah. the,
0: and I think the similarity in the injury of football, in football and in baseball is that when you're making that cut out of the batter's box, or when you're coming off the line of scrimmage, if the body just doesn't catch it the right way, yeah. and you pop that groin or that hamstring, you know it. Yeah, first few steps, no doubt, and that's what you saw with Jose Martinez. I mean, he got to first, and it wasn't even a hesitation. He turned around to started walking to the. he was about ten
4: steps down the line. He grabbed his groin as he was running to first. He would have beat it. I would have. I think it was an infield. It would have been an infield hit. Uh, So he may be a while. Oh man, that's tough. Anytime you have a groin, groins, hamstrings, that's that's thing. Piscotti could be a while too, because Mm -hmm. the thing is about outfield too. You have to get that jump, or that's the difference between a, a Jim Edmonds and another guy. If you don't get that jump at the beginning, and, and the ball is always falling about two feet short, that's a big difference. And so, if you don't have – with your hamstring, I remember again when I when I tore my hamstring, it, it wasn't once I got going; it was when I was taken off, and that and then you just can't do this that away. explosion. So what? Explosion. Do, yeah. So what do you do? Is you just kind of eh, take it nice and easy in the first step or two? Well, in the outfield, you don't get to do that. So no. Stephen Piscotty with his hamstring—that's a big
3: deal. You don't get to do that anywhere, really. I mean, no, you're, you're right. trying to run the bases, you you, you know. You're done, man. You're yeah. out for a, for a while. It's it's a shame.
4: And hopefully it's just a tweak. There's a big difference between a tweak, a pull, and true. a tear. True, true. You know, if true. It, a pull, a tear, you're out for a long time.
1: And in addition to Fam, one of the other guys that had to step in, we talked about with Derek, was Mags Sierra making his major league debut, the 21-year-old. Mike Matheny said he was impressed. He was good, yeah. You know, it's a pretty tough order. So I've there against a knuckleball the first time. Um, but I thought, uh, you know, I'm not going to discount. You know what what he did to put pressure on the defense to allow him to get the first base and then put pressure on the pitcher realizing that this guy's you know one pitch away from standing on second maybe two from being on third if you don't pay attention and you know that kind of distraction can um, create pitches for the guy at the plate and so I don't think we can discount that but you know I I I, uh, was excited to watch him play cover some ground in the outfield and brought some of that speed and life that we talked about. So we'll um, we'll use that as a, as a real good first day.
3: Such enthusiasm.
1: I, I was watching him yesterday, and I, I thought to myself, I wonder how long before he's the Cardinals starting center fielder. It's obviously not going to happen this year other than during this injury stretch, but because he's so well thought of, because his defense is already very good, and because Mike Matheny, As you can hear from that cut, loves the guy. Like, I wonder how long it is before he is. Like, if he has a nice year in spring this season and hits well and has moved up the double A and hits well there, like, he could be knocking on the door of the major league roster next season.
0: I mean, when I woke up on Sunday morning and I I looked at uh, that tweet that Derek had put out about the fact that they were optioning him up to fill that spot, I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa. I mean, because it's just. I mean, he's so young, and I remember that year he won the organizational player of the year, and he was like 16, 17 years old. I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Finally got a real good chance to look at him this spring, and everything they've said is right. That's the best outfield glove in that entire organization right now. That's a guy that could be a legitimate gold glove contender if the bat followed him immediately upon reaching the majors.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I mean, it's insane that he had just turned 21 years old. Yeah. And and the fact that, you know, I liked a lot of what people were saying about him is that it kind of sparks the idea of um, more of the older days when you get really excited to watch defense instead of offense and that he can bring that aspect back to a team. What do you think the biggest difference is and why more excitement is around him as opposed to Harrison Bader? Well,
0: he's a different type of player. You know, Harrison Bader's pretty much, I mean, he's phenomenal talent, you know, but he's kind of get that five-tool guy, four-tool, four five-tool guy that can do it all and he does it all well. This guy's dynamic. Think about what you were saying, Cam, about how it's exciting to have a guy go out there and start up a fight and get things going. It puts a certain ex- energy into the game. That's what Sierra brings. I mean, you just saw it with what he oh, talked he's about. he's fighting there. cats out there? He Sweet. Talks, <laughs> he, shouldn't, he shouldn't fight anybody. But the baseball equivalent <laughs> of putting excitement in it. there is dragging that ball down the line and putting the pressure on the infield right away it's to right make on. a play. The Cardinals haven't had a guy like that since uh, Vince Coleman, maybe. I mean, he's at that type of speed and that type of electricity to be able to make it's plays.
3: 21 very, very young in the MLB? Not anymore. No, not the last
1: few years. You look at how teams are moving. And that's why I say it's, it's not unheard of anymore to move a guy. It used to only be guys like A-Rod. I mean, it was only the cream of the crop that made their big league debut at 20 or okay. 21. Now it happens fairly regularly. People, teams aren't waiting for guys. If they show you something and you have a need at the big league level, they're bouncing you up.
3: 18's young, 19's young in NHL. 21's, you know, when, when you know you're going to make it, you're making it at 21.
1: NHL is different from yeah.
0: MLB. In, in fairness to to the point of the points that Derek made there was that he's still a guy that's got a way to go. You know, he's still got, he's going to see pitches. Low, I mean, he's going to see the bottom half of a, a substandard rotation in the Marlins over the next couple of days they're still going to be better than anybody he's ever seen in his life. Oh, no so, doubt. So, I mean, he's going to have to really lean on dragging the ball out, getting just making contact and trying to make mm-hmm. the most out of it. he will have but a t- wake-up call. But yeah. i tell you what, stick him in the eighth spot and let him save runs. Fam's in, right. in the eighth spot. The outfield and watch what he – if you're going to have an injury, here's when I thought about this, it didn't surprise me anymore, is that I looked at it and I said, you know what? Defensively, this guy's an upgrade. He makes the team better. Oh, yeah. Immediately. And it is very, very rare that you have a guy that's sitting in high A level minor leagues. It's never even touched double or triple A that can come onto a major league diamond and change the game immediately. And he did that this week. Well, and
1: to Hannah's point, the reason it was him over Bader is he's on the 40-man roster and Bader isn't. So they would have had to make a move and take someone off the 40-man right. roster to put Bader on. And that they figured, why not just go ahead and, and bring up Sierra? And so that was the move. We'll see how long he stays. And, of course, with the Johnny Peralta coming back this week, that could influence things as well. This is the Hardline powered by Johnny Landoff Chevrolet on 590 The Fan.
0: For everything you want to know, for everything you need to know, live on radio, here's Matt Rocchio with the Hardline News
1: Update. Cardinals at Marlins today. First pitch set for 6-10. It will be Carlos Martinez versus the lefty Adam Conley. Martinez on the season 1-3 with a 3.75 ERA. Got his first win of the year back on the 2nd of May when he went 7 and a third with four hits and not a single earned run. The lineup for the Cardinals today, Wong, Grichet Carpenter, Jerko, Molina, Diaz, Pham, Sierra, and then the pitcher's spot colors Martinez. And the Cardinals won't have to worry about facing Marlins infield and Martin Prado placed on the 10-day disabled list earlier today alongside Cubs starter Brett Anderson, who's headed to the disabled list as well with back problems.
3: I'm Matt Rocchio with your 590 Sports Report.
1: Thank you very much, Rock. You know, Cam, the hockey season is over now, so your days are still gonna be busy, but maybe not quite as busy. Yeah, but man. I'll tell you, you made it through this last week yeah, dude. and you had so much going on and you it. still seemed on the top of your game.
3: Yeah, man, the other day I like, you know, got up skated, did it on channel two, then had to go back, work out, study, then go all the way downtown, then channel four, and then go to the game and God almighty, I feel great. I feel great. Now I now why honestly, tell us why that is. Because of that, man... Because I don't have low T anymore, baby. You do, Eric. Don't get me wrong. I know oh, you my, got high estrogen. My T is fine. You got I high have estrogen. high yeah. estrogen. Yeah. I know, but if you have long.
4: high estrogen and regular testosterone, that's the same as having low T. You have
1: low T. Nah, no. It's,
4: it's gotta, got to be medically active. Look,
3: anywho, I feel great. I'm sleeping great. I'm pleasing. You know who? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sad panda. And she's still sleeping. Oh, nice one. Yeah, and him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I do feel great. I actually went to the South County uh, one the other day, which is actually closer to my house. You're gonna
4: go again there this week, I think. Friday. Oh, you're going Fridays Friday,
3: now. Going Fridays now. Okay. Because I missed a couple days because I got flooded in, uh, which still felt fine. And I just went. I went right up to. Could you so, tell a difference in those two days though? I don't think so. No. No, I think it takes a little longer than that. Okay. And I think when a couple more weeks in, if I take some days off, maybe I will feel it a little bit. But no, I did not feel it. Um. I was was a sandbagging mf'er all weekend too, so I I had a lot of energy.
4: Which I was trying to tell these guys is not a good thing. Normally, if you're sandbagging, sandbagging it's a terrible thing. You suck. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, 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 no (laughs) doubt about it. But I went to the South County uh, clinic. I walked right in. Uh, The girls there were so sweet, very, very gentle. Went in there, just got it done. Boom, in and out, just like that. You gotta check this out. It's lowtusa.com. Just go get your blood work done. See where you're at. If you don't have energy, if you're not producing in the bedroom, <coughs> then check. Go see. There's something. There's something up. You're not. You. You got to check your. See what your levels are at. And if you're fine, then you're fine. There might be something else going on. They'll. They'll just. Uh, they'll level you out. See what's up. See how your liver is. I feel great. I really do. Uh, I'm glad I got on this stuff. It's lowtusa.com. There's a place in Chesterfield. There's a place in South County. Uh, I'm telling you, all around, uh, you could do it at home. By the way, and and uh, the insurance takes care of it. It's just such a simple process. You walk in, you fill out your paperwork, you tell them what's up. They'll take your blood test. You'll get your you'll get your uh, results that same day. That same day, see where the hell you're at. You might be low as I am. You might be lower I'm than Eric. Not likely. no one else is. No, I'm an animal again, baby. I'm an animal again, and I am pumped up about it. There was a couple years where I was not. I wasn't myself, man. I wasn't. I wasn't. You can, It helps your relationship, man. It does. It saves your relationship. You want to be a super dad, they're doing that super dad thing. They're looking for guys that get up. They take the kids to practice. They go work their ass off. They make money. They come home. They fix dinner. They satisfy their wife. They do their thing. They go out to dinner with their wife. Stuff like that. Stuff that usually when you have low tea, you're like, Cam, Cam, you want to go out to there? Hell no. I'm, I'm laying on the couch. <laughs> I'm not doing a damn thing. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, what do you want to do? Let's go out. Let's go out. I mean, 12-hour days, I feel good, and I'm sleeping like a rock. That's LowTUSA.com. Check it out. There's a place in Chesterfield. There's a place in South County. I suggest you do it, especially you, Eric. <clears throat>
1: I already did it. My tea's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I no, would request not. it Listen, anyway if I was you. I saw Christina last night. You need estrogen
3: blockers and you need... You need <laughs> a lot of things. She told me. <laughs> it is what well, it that, is. That is true. That's what <laughs> <laughs> she's statement.
1: That's yeah. Cam along with TJ Boe, Matt Whitener, and Hennigates. I'm Eric Messersmith. It's the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londov Chevrolet on 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and inside stl.com.